Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> what up, ladies and gentlemen? Hernan is here, host of the Business Bros Podcast, along with my co-host, the insurance bro, James Sias. And as always, we have another fun-filled, ready-to-go rock and roll episode for all of you. TGIF, thank God it's Friday. Friday. On today's episode, we are joined by a listener and real estate agent all the way out in the Midwest. This young hustler is relatively new to the real estate game, but he doesn't let, let that stop him from grabbing hold of every opportunity that he can. This guest reached out to dozens of podcasts to build his marketing strategy and found an opportunity to elevate his platform right here with the Business Bros Pod. He dreams of using his platform to create success and provide a chance to give back to the community. He's most passionate about helping people who are dealing with recovery, addiction, and mental illness, and has a dream of opening a youth basketball program in his hometown. Coming to us all the way from Edina, that's out near Minneapolis for the rest of us, please welcome to the, tro- welcome to the show a true go-getter, Austin Maymeredes. Hey, everybody. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely ecstatic to be on the show. Thanks for joining us. How about that intro, right? Let's get you. Yeah, no, that was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. I get anybody fired up. You're right. It was worth the five minute wait, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) That was a a 10 minute. Right, exactly. Before we get started, ladies and gents, got to remind you guys, we need 15 more hoodies, sweaters, blankets, that sort of stuff for uh, for the homeless that we have here in San Diego. We're going to talk about the weather in Minneapolis. Talk about cold. We're That's a whole different ballgame. It's a whole different kind of cold. A whole different kind of cold. But we got San Diego cold, and people still get cold at night. So we got 15 left by the end of today. So if you got uh, hoodies, blankets, or whatever, hit James up, 619-884-0045, or james at csfirst.com. Call me today. Boom. He's also in the insurance business, ladies and gentlemen. We want to help you. You grow your insurance business. Maybe you got a, a tax office or a mortgage office, one of those things. It's pretty simple. It's a try it before you buy it scenario. So all you got to do is send us all those insurance leads. We'll write the business. We'll grow that business for you. And every month I'm going to send you a, a commission statement. And that's the check you would have received had you gone on and got your license. So let's make that happen for you. You got till December 31st. I'm going to send you a statement every single month and you're going to see that check add up, add up, add up. You get your license, I'm going to cut you a fat check by the end of the year. So make sure you guys handle that. Hit James up for more details, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. And lastly, February 13th, I'm going to be at the Resolution 2020 event here in Chula Vista. So if you guys got uh, some time to go check it out, Kobe Gibson's going to be talking. You got 90 minutes of NLP, that's Neuro Linguistic Programming that Tony Robbins teaches. Plus, I'm going to be the, uh, the what, is, what, is my, what is my thing called again? The moderator. There you go. The moderator of a top producing panel of real estate agents so you guys can get some more information. All right. That's all we got. Ready? Woo. Ready. All right. Austin. Welcome to the show, man. Thank I got to go through that whole little MO at the beginning. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Get through it. I mean, that's you guys' thing. Go ahead. That's the thing. That's the thing. All right, dude. So first of all, just because most of our, our, our audience is here in San Diego, tell me what the weather's like in Minneapolis, just so we can get some context here. Yeah, no, for sure. So uh, the weather in Minneapolis right now, as we sit today, is uh, about 20 degrees. We're sitting right above 20 degrees. Um, and that's actually, that's a warm front. If you ask our weather people who go on the TV every night at 6 p.m., they're going to tell you that it's warming up for uh, the, <laughs> typical, the typical end of January standard. So uh, yeah, snow, right. doesn't, snow doesn't melt out here. So it, I mean, it, it takes a toll, like brick by brick every day. You know, you're just begging for the summer to come back. But, uh, uh, well, but we're still, of, still showing home, still doing business out here. So I was going to ask you about that. So, so okay, so you're, you're, you're covered in snow. It's windy. It's like, like almost, I don't know how to explain, like you, maybe you can explain what the wind feels like when it's snowy on your face, on your hands, on your entire body. Yeah, exactly. Sharp. And you're trying to show houses. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So actually, I mean, it affects more than just that, uh, you know, and I'll get into that in a bit, but, um, so with the showing of the house, you know, most people in Minnesota, I don't work with a whole lot of relocating or a whole lot of relocating buyers. So, you know, the people that I'm showing aren't totally unaccustomed to this weather and they understand. Um, so typically they're willing to, they're willing to reason with you if you're a little bit slower taking off your gloves and opening up the lock 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 box with tears running down your eyes. But, um, I mean, as far as seeing the homes occasionally with, uh, you know, just some of the unique situations that we find ourselves in, in real estate, uh, the, the outside of the house isn't always the best maintained, especially when snow comes around. Not a lot of people are willing to, a you know, go out and shovel a house that's not their primary residence. So, um, you run into a lot of issues where accessibility, you know, becomes a, becomes a problem. But, um, for the most part, people are actually very forgiving out here. Uh, they, they understand, uh, you know, it presents a couple problems, but at the end of the day, we're going to get in the house. And uh, if I can do my job and provide ample time for us to trudge through the snow, it's no big deal. So do you like have to carry a shovel and stuff in, in your, in your car when you go to these places and like shovel snow out of the way and get to the door to get to the door? I, I mean, I typically don't shovel a pathway to the door of a showing just because that seems a little extensive. Maybe if I was, you know, if I have a lot of time and I pulled up 30 minutes early and I was feeling good that day, maybe I'd go out and do it. But um, I, I typically just have a shovel in case I ever get stuck or in case a door won't open, um, you know, for usually the emergency situations. And then uh, you got to keep salt because, you know, in, in the event that you need ice to melt very, very fast, you know, because maybe you're stuck, your car is stuck or for whatever reason you'd need ice to melt, it's going to keep a bag of salt too. So, so uh, Austin, really quickly, a little bit of background here. You're talking to two guys who are Southern California natives, have no idea what snow is like, except for this one time when uh, I went to Ohio with uh, one of my best friends and uh, shoveled his driveway. And then he told me we got to go shovel Uncle Bones' driveway. And I was like, what? We got to do this again? <laughs> It sucks, doesn't it? It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah At first it was fun. That ended, you know, like five minutes into it. It wasn't <laughs> yeah, fun right. no more. No, yeah, it, it can be fun. And it is fun for a lot of visitors. The first time they come out, they want to do all the snow activities. I mean, everything. They want to do it all. But like you said, after a couple of minutes, it gets really, really old. So, um, you know, when you start to you know stack months upon months of it, it definitely takes So it takes a certain kind of work ethic uh, to be a real estate agent. 
much more in your case with when dealing with weather and, and this, you know, that's just ridiculous. Like being able to something as simple as like we complain about trying to find a lockbox, but it's in plain sight somewhere. Like we don't have to shovel snow or anything. Maybe, you know, it's hidden around, you know, under a porch or something, something weird like that. But it's completely visible. Like you you gotten into the business in six months and what kind of what kind of hustle have you have you been working on to get, you know, to to drum a business? Yeah. Um, well, like you, like you touched on kind of in the question, um, it, it is very difficult some days, you know, especially when the weather is not permitting, uh, you know, to get out there and to hustle and to get out there and show houses or to go meet people on the street or to go door knock. I mean, when it's, when it's negative 10 degrees, you don't want to do those things. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I personally believe that the, the toughest conditions make the best, you know, to create the, you know, the best diamonds or whatever, you know, there's all types of you know quotes about that or whatever. But, um, I personally believe that the more you go out there and do it, the better person you'll be for it. So it's, it's just about, just about getting out of bed, like making your feet hit the ground, getting out there and actually, you know, exposing yourself to the cold regardless, but you know, no one's perfect, but the, the most you can do is just get out there every single day. And, you know, don't give yourself that option to just say, ah, it's very cold today because guess what? 90% of people are going to say it's too cold today. And those other 10% are going to pounce on opportunities. So real estate's a sales game. Tell me a little bit about your background in sales. Like how, how'd you get into this game and decide this is what you wanted to do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's actually a great question. So, uh, with me, so I, I grew up around sales. I grew up, I love sales. I've always loved sales. It's just excited me, right? It kind of lit a fire in me. Um, so you might find this throughout my person, you know, while we learn more about each other here. Um, I, I'm a big advocate of throwing yourself into things and uh, figuring out what works. Kind of like how I mentioned, throw a bunch of stuff on the wall and see what sticks, right? So with sales, I knew I wanted to do sales because of the 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 opportunity for Lego, the opportunity to out-hustle someone, the competitive nature of it. I love it. So I, I jumped at a bunch of sales opportunities and a lot of those sales opportunities that I originally got started in, including job placement center, car sales, auto finance, which you wouldn't really think is sales, but a lot of times you're dealing with lenders and like rates and stuff like that. So a little salesy um, and, and, and retail when, you know, I probably wasn't, you know, at 20 to have done all four, I probably wasn't qualified for any, maybe retail. Um, but being able to, th that in itself, getting the opportunity was good selling experience for me. And then let alone the excess opportunity of when you actually do get the position, you find out a lot about what you enjoy selling, what kind of salesman you are, what works for you and, um, you know, stuff like that. So I've, you know, total all that stuff added up. I probably have, you know, year and a half, maybe just south of two years of, uh, you know, sales experience just in various areas. So what is it, what is it that strikes you the most about, about this, the sales process? Like what's the thing that, that really drives you to keep going? Is it the, uh, like, I'll give you an example. Is it, is it just creating the lead generation? Is it taking it all the way to closing? Is it, is it like where you get to negotiate buyer seller type stuff? Like what part of it is the, is the, you know, fuel to the fire? There's a lot of it that's invigorating for sure. Um, just, I mean, even listening to all those, I, I, I enjoy all those, but for me, I would say if I had to, if I had to choose one, I would say the, I'm very relationship oriented. I'm, I'm the least transactional salesperson you're probably ever going to run into. I, I, that's just the way I am. It's who, that goes down to my wiring, who I am as a person. So, you know, for me, talking to people, getting to know people, finding out their why, and then understanding like their emotion behind the sale and selling them 
with emotion, using emotion, using them, not, not in a manipulative way, but understanding what drives them and then doing my due diligence to figure out how I can best suit what exactly is driving them kind of thing. So, you know, all that kind of stuff is what makes me excited. All right. So you're a young buck, dude. You're, you're new in the game. You're coming from a different generation than a lot of people who've been homeowners, uh, you know, as of late, even, even on the millennial side. Um, what's it, what's your social media game like? Like, I mean, you, you, obviously we met via Instagram, you reached out. Um, how's that? How's, how are you using that to like grow your business? Social media is unique. Um, it's obviously changed the world and uh, it's definitely, I, I couldn't stress more importance on it. I think it, I think a lot of people who are getting into the game now and regardless of what that space is, it could be insurance, real estate, tires, I don't care. I mean, for all, for all you know, everyone's got, when you're my age, everyone's got this like sixth sense to social media because we've all been running our own social media, telling the world about ourselves for I mean, I've had a Facebook since I was like 12. You know what I mean? I've got eight years of experience on social media. And not only that, we spend a lot of time on it, probably way too much. So um, that advantage is definitely cool to know what people react to um, and to have it to be, you know, kind of reactionary. I mean, it's, it's six cents. It's, it's instinctual. Uh, Are you on TikTok? I'm not. I'm not. Why not? I'm curious. I'm not as a consumer. I refuse to consume it. Um. Just, just because I watch my roommates and I watch my peers and I watch my friends and everyone, they all like, they all get so into it. They're doing the dances. Uh, I've been in a couple and uh, <laughs> they're doing the dances and they're, they, they say like, Oh, you know, Danielle from TikTok. Like, I mean, I mean, it's Danielle, like it's that they're, they're that into it and they can spend, you know, five, six hours on TikTok. I physically can't allow myself that kind of, you know, that style of time management throughout the day i just I, I don't even want to flirt with the idea of downloading it and becoming a consumer and getting that into it i give you i'll give you that the the consumption the the trap that you can fall into for taking the time and watching stuff that's definitely a, a trap that uh, even i felt like during christmas break dude i watched a lot of tiktok dude i must spend a couple hours dude, just going through like you get caught in this little like right it's not your fault it's, you shouldn't feel bad about it at all there's some really good content on there like i i know my sister showed me some things that i love you know what i mean but it, it's not it's not to anyone's fault because there is quality on it but it comes down to you know self-discipline self-discipline trading off what you are getting distracted by now for what you should be doing and uh you know being able to hold true to that and keep the phone down. So oh, yeah, I, just, but, I don't even. Yeah, no. Well, here's, here's the other side of it though. Um, I'm a big proponent of, of building an audience and, and using the attention that you get regardless of the platform. Right. So I, you know, I have a LinkedIn, I have a Twitter, I have an Instagram, I have a Facebook, I have a TikTok account. Um, mm -hmm. And I, we spend most of our time with the show. You know, we do live on Facebook. We do a lot of posts on Instagram and, and Facebook, but I do spend time, you know, building my, my Twitter account. I'm mean, sorry, my uh, LinkedIn account and building the TikTok, And I still suck at the content creation, but I get to play and have fun on there and mm -hmm. try different types of things. And if I think it's fun, I can always share it to my other social media feeds. Cause like for me, the big thing about, about uh, social media and, and TikTok specifically is their hooks, right? You, you were just explaining how like you get stuck and you get sucked into this warp of, of, you know, next one, next one, next one, next one. If it's good, right? If it's good, right? So, so for me, that's like one of those, those things where I can get good at 
hooking people. Like I can start to test things out like on, on, on TikTok and see what's grabbing attention and, uh, and then take that and utilize it in a professional space on the other side. So I agree with you with the consumption can get tough and that's a, that's a tricky, you know, that's a something you definitely fall into, but on the content creation side, right? It's all about being able to attract attention. How can I, how can I grab somebody from continuing to scroll through my stuff and at least take a look at what I'm doing? You know what I mean? Yep. hundred percent. Couldn't agree with you more truly from a content creation side. From a content creation side. So what are you doing content creation wise? Where, where you focus your attention on? Uh, right now I'm, I'm very much so on Instagram. Um, just because I feel it's most interactive. Um, I don't, uh, unlike a lot of businesses, I'm not 100% on Instagram for the short game, for the, for the initial hook, for the stop and look at my thing. That's great if they do, but that's not my number one proponent of why I'm running it right now. I'm looking to, you know, being 20, uh, my peers and my supporters who are all over this stuff, all over social media. I mean, like they're obsessed with it. Of course they're the way I see it. I'm kind of building that, that foundation of trust, you know, showing them how I do business, showing them why I love my business, showing them why I think it's cool. Eventually my goal would be that it's second nature. They think of me when they hear the word buy or sell a home, real estate, um, any real estate questions, renting, flipping, investing, any of that. I just, I want to be thought of down the line. And, you know, on top of that, you know, I get the question a lot, well, why are you so active on Instagram? And, you know, you're so active with, you know, I am very active in responding and getting people involved who are my age and my age people, they're not buying homes, um, typically. So I get a lot of questions. Well, why are you spending so much time on it? And the honest truth is I'm playing the long game. Uh, on top of that, I would venture to say that at least 30% of these kids that I'm you know, interacting with have an older brother or sister. And mm-hmm. if they're looking to buy and if I do my job well enough and I really, you know, I, I intrigue them enough, maybe my name will get brought into the conversation. Maybe the next time I see them, they'll mention, oh yeah, my brother or sister is looking to buy or sell. I have no problem asking for a number and calling a stranger at that point. You know what I mean? So so you're trying to become a thought leader basically, right? So you want, you want people to think of you when they think of real estate. And that's, that's a great, I mean, I love the fact that you, that you talked about, you know, this is a long game you're doing, you're playing it. It's a, it's a branding strategy, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and yep. the content that you're putting out on a regular basis is, is exactly that. It's kind of like how we did the podcast. Once we, once we created our logo, once we created our brand, once we took these 30 minute segments, right? So like we'll do a show every day right? But very few people actually listen to it in its entirety. What they love to listen to is when we break down the little, you know, one minute clip and we repost them on our, on our Instagrams or on our Facebook. That yep. is really where the attention is. You, you pop them with a question, you know, something on, on, uh, you like a wraparound on the video and it's something intriguing. Maybe it's a 10 second, 30 second clip, but that's the type of stuff that they see and they see it over and over and over again. I went to a networking event this week. Um, two this week actually, which is strange for me. I don't usually don't do that. But anyways, I went to two events and it's really cool to meet people that I've never met before in real life, but have recognized our brand that know that oh, we yeah. have a podcast and know that this is what we do. And, um, it really got me thinking about like, what is it that people see when they see me? Like, what is it that, uh, you know, I'm a thought leader, but what is it that they think of when they see me? Right? So you're creating right now that whole thought process of, I want to be the the realtor that they think of, right? When they think of real estate, because they've seen my content over and over and over again, they're going to think of me, or at least they're going to be asking me the question, right? right? Exactly. That's, yeah. that's the intent of what you're doing. Um, yeah. And we've, we've done the same thing now, but, but the problem was, so I got my real estate license too, right? And mm-hmm. we initially built a podcast two 
get real estate referrals, right? Kind of work out that way. Now I, I, I see myself more as I'm trying to see myself more like what our people see when they see me, they think, Oh, you got a podcast. They think yep, of podcasting and that's totally right. not the intent, but understanding how they see you is important, right? Absolutely. Understanding how they see you so you can utilize it and build your business. So you talked about working with 20 year olds, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and playing the long game. Yeah. How's it, how's it working with getting into their specific circle of influence? So yeah, they're your buddies right now and they're close and they're, they're all young, but how's it, how's it, how you been doing on uh, leeching off? Like, like you were saying, their brothers, parents, aunts, uncles, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, for me, it has been, it has definitely been a, a very unique experience, but I, I feel it's going very well. Um, a lot of people are still in the trust building phase with me. They want to know, I mean, here's the thing. A lot of people at the friend level, they like you, but as a friend, I mean, would you let your friend go? For example, if your friend just got their, you know, just passed their, their law test and they just became a lawyer and you, you need a lawyer at the time just because they're your friend, but they're brand new. Would you just go ahead and let them do it? Kind of, Yeah. You want to see you'd them. Prob- you'd rather go to a random stranger who you could read a couple testimonials than your best friend. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I, I still think I'm still building trust with a lot of people that I can do my job at a proficient level. So with the 20 year olds, I'm, I'm planting a seed. Um, with my lead gen stuff on top of that door knocking, open houses, uh, stopping people in public, that kind of stuff, uh, reaching out to, you know, people in different groups, people of different age demographics, all that stuff. That's more of the active, um, lead gen kind of stuff. That's actually benefiting my business from a short-term standpoint from like right Mm -hmm. now what i'm dealing with as far as my business goes um but at the same time yeah i actually i've gotten it has gotten me in the door once or twice actually i had a buddy at a fraternity party this was just back three months or so ago a buddy at a fraternity party we're sitting down we're talking about real estate he's seen the instagram he likes it he likes what i'm doing you know he, he respects the hustle right and uh and he says you know my dad's been doing a for sale by owner for for a little over two years and hasn't gotten to sell. You want to go talk to him? And of course, I mean, how would you respond when you're 20 and eager? Like, Absolutely. I, I need to talk to him. I just let me talk to him. That's all I need to do. I just want to sit down there and at least see the house. So, you know, I played phone tag for two, three weeks with this guy, ended up driving an hour and a half out into the boonies of Minnesota and uh, sat down at a beautiful property um, and talk to this guy. And uh, as of right now, we're waiting until the end of February to get this thing on the market with him. So, nice. I mean, the, the initial results, I mean, they're going to come, but as of right now, it's just a lot more of keeping, you know, keeping an open mind, t- taking every opportunity, saying yes, throwing yourself at everything you possibly can, uh, regardless of, you know, renting, buying parents, brother, sister, cousin. Out. What, what do you think is something that you're struggling with? Like if you had a mentor in front of you right now and you mm-hmm. can ask them something based on their experience, based on what they've been doing in, in the real estate game, maybe they've been in the business for, you know, 10, 20 plus years. What's something that, that you as a new agent are aspiring to, to learn from them? What can, you, what can you see that they're doing really well that you would want to know how to do? Um, I would ask, so funny you asked that. A couple days ago, my answer would have been different. Um, but I've, I've kind of wrapped my head around that, uh, that, that initial one, my initial question was, you know, where, you know, what am I doing wrong? I think I'm doing so many things, but I think I skipped a couple steps, uh, in the growing process as a real estate agent. And, uh, I didn't, I, I needed to slow down, build my foundation, you know, start thinking about 
you know, the basement before I start thinking about the master suite kind of thing. So um, I kind of came around to that. But right now, I would probably say uh, targeting the condos and apartments that are going up in Minneapolis and gaining credibility as such a young agent. Um, and, and, and the verbiage I should be using and the tactics I should be using, the strategy I should be using as far as marketing and interviews and all that good stuff goes um, to build the rapport and uh, gain the respect, really, because that's that's a huge that's been a huge problem for me is gaining respect as a 20 year old realtor um, with, you know, with the consumer. So stuff along that line, but then uh, larger scale, because I mean, the I don't know if you know anything about the statistics of like renting in Minneapolis or St. Paul, but it's unbelievable right now, like 98.7% vacancy rate. So they just keep flying up. They, I mean, they're flying up left and right. So I'd love to get a piece of it. Um, and that's probably if I could ask one top producer in my office who I actually have in mind right now, um, I would probably ask him how, how I can get my foot in that door. As a, as a, as owning like an investment property you're talking like, so the apartments and condos are going up. Like I'm talking like 190 to 200 something uh, like unit unit? prop. Yeah. And you can, you can partner with them and then help them sell units and bring in buyers for that unit. You then become a partner with the actual builder and the leasing office and stuff like that. And they pay you for it. Um, and the fact that they're so vacant and they're so new and they're so sought after in the city right now, it's just a huge opportunity to get ridiculous amounts of business. So that's, I mean, that's a space that all realtors aspire to in this area, at least. I mean, they're aspiring for that. They're, you know, they're out lining out the door just to talk to the, you know, the leasing office to partner with some of these things. And, uh, that's, that's probably where I take it. Yeah. So are, are those properties for sale or are they, are they up for lease? They're, are you they're, so a lot, a lot of times they're actually, they are up for sale. A lot of people are starting to buy uh, downtown apartments and everything. Cause you know what, what I've learned uh, as far as new construction is concerned, oftentimes you can register a buyer as a new construction and mm -hmm. then still earn the commission on that. Even if they don't buy through you, cause you brought in the, the lead. So, right. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's also, that's, a, that's a phenomenal thing to, to be aware of, especially since you're a city boy, like you were talking about, you, you don't want to leave the city. I mean, you know, there's, there's something to be said about the young buck. I, there's always a two perspective side, right? The one perspective is they're not going to trust me cause I'm young. The other perspective is this young guy knows exactly what he's talking about because he lives in the city life. Like this is where he's been at. This is where he is. This is what right. I can show you. Let me show you where the, like you want to go for coffee. You want to go for, you know, nightclub. You want to go for a restaurant. Like this is where it's all about. I Absolutely. know because this is the life I live. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's, it's, it's part of it's got to be perspective. How often are you telling, like, how often are you saying that, man, I need to build it as, you know, cause I'm young. How often are do you think you're using the I'm young excuse on yourself? Um, the, the I'm young excuse on myself as a, as a proponent of what, like, to, and like stopping you, preventing you from moving forward or, or like, or, or as a reason why somebody didn't do business with you or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 for sure. I get it. Um, to be honest, I really, I really don't let it stop me initially. Um, looking back on things, I, I try, I try, I try not to use that excuse ever, to be honest with you. Um, there's times where it, it would be easy to say, Oh, you know, I didn't get that listing appointment because I didn't get that listing because I went in with two other people. They, they both got interviewed and I was the youngest by far. It'd be really easy to say that, but I think I'm, I'm a firm believer that if I would have came in there and blown their socks off with my knowledge and my confidence and my persuasion and my relatability and all these other things, they would have listed the house with me regardless of what I looked like. I could be, you know, three foot two, 16. I don't know. Like that's just my opinion. So I really don't really use the excuse a lot. Um, oftentimes it's the reality in negotiating with other agents. So going back and forth with listing agents, when I'm representing buyers, uh, 
oftentimes I don't like to let them know my age or my uh, amount of experience in the field because they automatically degrade. You know, they, they, they bring me down to a certain point. They kind of, they kind of manipulate you. They, they play to their advantage. I mean, of course I understand why, but um, yeah, so that's probably been the most difficult part about, you know, that whole experience is, you know, the agents who've been in the game a long time, they know you don't know as much as they do. And uh, they'll, they'll go down those routes intentionally. I'm going to challenge you on that one. I think that's an assumption you got in your head. Yeah. Because you could be a badass phenom young guy for Absolutely. all they know. Yeah. For right. all they yeah. know. Like, they right. don't know anything about that. It's how, you, it's how you hold yourself in that conversation. Don't let them – and don't ever let them think that you can be intimidated. Just keep them, keep them you know, on their toes. Like, ask specific questions. Come in prepared. How's, yeah. your, how's your listing presentation or buyer presentation? Do you got to fully script it all the way out? Do you have, a, like, a pre-listing package when you go on a listing appointment? Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a, I have a listing in a buyer's packet. Um, they're actually, my, my company kind of has the template for them and I insert things as I go. Um, but a script, no, I don't have a script. I, I do believe in scripts for sales purposes, but for the listing and buying presentation, like I said, I'm, I'm very non-transactional, very relationship based. So um, I like to, before I even go into, you know, all the details, all the, you know, crossing the T's and dotting the I's and stuff like that. I like to know more about them. I like to know, you know, to get into that. And that's something, if I had to say, I have a routine of what I do. I start with that. Um, yeah, it's going well. Um, it was, it was very easy to jump into. My company does a great job with their marketing materials. And, uh, I would, I would strongly advise you to get that, 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 uh, presentation down pack, like the script on the, on the buyer, on the seller side down mm -hmm. like to a T you're right. It is transactional, but let's be honest. Like people don't really like when you go into a listing presentation, the, the, the client doesn't really want to be there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the client yeah, right. doesn't really want to listen to you talk. They want the answers to their questions and they want to know what their bottom line check's going to be. They want to get yep. in and out with, as, with the least amount of damage as possible. So, you know, when you come in with, with the script, it's not so much that, that you're selling them. It's that you're acting professional, right? Like when you go to the doctor's office, it's going to be the same thing every single time and every single process. Cause you know exactly what to expect. Like when you go to McDonald's, you're going to get the same experience every single time. And if you offer a quality experience every single time, each one of those buyer or seller experiences that go through you are going to want to refer somebody cause they want them to have that same exact experience. You know what I mean? Yep, so it's, 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 you know, as a new agent, it's absolutely vital that you have that, that uh, script up front. And then as far as the getting to know them ahead of time, like one of the, the things that I was always taught and I was always recommending going forward is this is a phone conversation that you have ahead of time. It's in preparation of the listing appointment. It's in preparation of your buyer consultation. So the, the pre-qualification process happens via phone ahead of time. And, uh, and, and if it was me, I'd also recommend that you send your pre-listing package ahead of time. So, and, and so, so here's, here's how I would work it out. I would say, okay, you're going to have a, an appointment, right? Mr. and Mrs. Seller, you, we're going to, we're going to set up an appointment. We're going to see you, you know, this, this, uh, next week, you know, on, on Tuesday at four o'clock in the afternoon, whatever it's going to be cool. So you have the appointment set up. I would take them the pre-listing package, drop it off at their door, send it to carrier, whatever it's going to be, have them collect the pre-listing package, right? Have mm -hmm. it be at their house. Then the day before the appointment or two, a day or two before the appointment, you're going to call to confirm to make sure that we're still good to go because you never know things come up or whatever. And yep. then while you have them on the phone, you're going to make sure that you ask those pre-qualification questions. You also ask things like, hey, what are, you know, two or three things that are your biggest, you know, worry about getting this property sold? Yep, that way you're sure. already coming with the objectives ahead of time. 
know what I mean? Like that way, when you're sitting at the table, it's going to be, it's going to be like, like a, you just get a pad of paper and be like, okay, you told me that these were the biggest concerns you've had, right? Cause everybody's going to be a little bit different, but normally it's going to be things like price and time frame, right? Mm-hmm. And now you can like, you can literally write down on a pad of paper. This is concern number one, concern number two, concern number three. And your sales presentation is based on just answering those biggest concerns. Cause everything else, who cares? Yep, right? 100%, you really yep. about everything else. Those are the things that they told you they're concerned about. Then you already have their pre-listing, your pre-listing package. So it answers all those other questions like how much your commission split's going to be, who your brokerage is, you know, all these right. other things that you do. It's all included in the package, but you're not wasting their time. You're there to answer the questions that they have in, out, boom, on with life. And then the last thing that we need to do is just complete a little bit of paperwork and we're done. I love that. Yep. I absolutely love it. Yep. Like if you have the experience scripted like that, where you know exactly what to do and you do it every single time, you're the young buck who knows what he's talking about. Right. You're not wasting their time. Like you can be telling them about your marketing strategy and what you do on social media, but if they didn't give a shit about that, that wasn't one of their three concerns. Like now you're just gloating. You know what I mean? No, yeah, hundred percent. I I love that. I I cannot, I cannot express it enough. That's, I'm a firm believer in, you know, you don't need to stretch things out. You don't need to make things more difficult than they need to be. Let's go in and let's get it done. So, uh, you know, that, that pre, that pre work of getting the packet to them prior, getting the three objections and planning of what we're going to talk about, um, or the three, you know, the three, you know, big scary things or whatever it is that's that they're nervous about as, uh, as far as listing their home goes, uh, and getting that down and then moving forward and bringing something of value to the listing right away and addressing that stuff. I think, I think there's no more to be said about it. I absolutely love it. Dude, I'm going to recommend, um, I did, I did a, a whole training on, on the seven step listing process, right? Mm-hmm. In one of the previous episodes, I forget what episode it was. Maybe you can look it up, Ham. Way early on. It yeah, was it was like, way early on in, the, yeah. in episodes like hundred, like one of the first was the, hundred episodes. I want to say it was even earlier than that, but yeah. So there's a seven step listing process and I lay it all out. And then, uh, so how to, how to go through this thing so that it's consistent the same way every single time. And yep. then if you would like, I'll even send you the layout for the pre-listing package that we use so that you can follow that same process. Dude, it's like, it's like gold, man. Like at that point you follow this script every single time, every top producer that you talk about uses a script like that. Oh, yeah. And, yep. and it's not, and I hate to use script in the sense that like, it's not something they're reading word for word. It's something that you internalize and then you make it your own. You know what yep, I mean? You 100%. understand the yep. concept of what you're trying to get across and then exactly. you be you. And the beautiful thing about that is everyone understands, everyone makes sense of things differently. Everyone prioritizes what they think is important differently. So yeah, it's going to be, a, there's, there's going to be a spin on it any way you look at it. Absolutely. dude. I'm, I'm like excited, dude. You got good energy. I mean, you're, you're hustle. Like I said, you, you're doing things. Are you a Gary V fan? Uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because I, I, it's one of those things when you said you DM'd a bunch of people, I was like, yeah, that's probably like a Gary thing. You probably heard that. It's like, <laughs> hit them all up, hit them all yeah, up. Hit yeah, them all of course. Up and over just, and over again. It, it just makes absolute sense though. I mean, when you think I, I did hear, I did hear, you know, Gary talk about DMing a bunch of people. Um, but yeah, it just, it just makes total sense. I mean, why not? You have an opportunity, you have a platform where all these people that you look up to, all these people that you're consuming their stuff, you know, and they're, you're internalizing it. You want to go put it out into your everyday thing. You have an opportunity to talk to them. You have an opportunity to be in front of them, to make you familiar to them. And uh, I just think that opportunity should not go by the wayside. I think everyone should be doing it. So do you do open houses out there? Yes. Yeah. Even yeah. in the snow and stuff? Absolutely. That's when no one else wants to do it. Man, the snow don't stop these people. The Midwesterners. Sorry, How many times know, I got to tell man. you? It's unbelievable. Um, actually, so we have, I was kind of telling you how 20 was warm for us. Mm-hmm. So um, 
this weekend on Sunday, um, Super Bowl, but it's anticipated to be an extremely busy um, open house Sunday because it's going to hit the 40s. So it's everyone's supposed to be out. Like, and I, I, what I said to you uh, before the show, which was people are encouraged to get out when it, when it hits 30, <laughs> when it hits 30, people are busting out t-shirts. Uh, people are driving with the window down. They're taking the dogs for a walk. They're doing anything they can outside. So this weekend will be huge for open houses because it's hitting 40. So, so make sure you, you make them all become your Facebook friends. Like everybody who goes like, like, you know, Hey, do you like this house or blah, blah, blah. Like get them instead of taking, giving them a business card, have them become a Facebook friend. So, uh, what I do with all, with all my new Facebook friends is I send them a video message. So instead okay. of DMing them, instead of sending them text or whatever, send them a video and say like, Hey, it was great to meet you. You know, I hope you like this house, blah, blah, blah. You know, if you have any questions, here we go. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that, that connection, I promise you is going to take you a long way. Like you're already aggressive on the social, their social is Facebook. The, the buyers that are out there right now, their social is, is Facebook and Instagram. Right. So add them that way and then they'll become part of your audience. So everything that you're putting out on, on Instagram, they are now going to see, and you know, they're in the market cause they went to an open house. Mm-hmm. Right. hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Sweet, dude. By the way, that was episode 41. Oh, man, 41. Yeah. Way back in the days. Way back in the day. I'm just going to drop that into the... Uh, Boom. It's impre- impressive you tracked it down. That's honestly impressive. Yeah, he did a quick search. It's Google, man. You just put it whatever and it'll bring it up. Pretty much. <laughs> All right, Austin, man. Any last-minute thoughts before we end up for today? Uh, no, I just, I just want to say I really appreciate you uh, bringing me in here and talking to me educating me, you know, giving me your two cents as a, you know, as a tenured guy in the business and uh, just give me a shot. Let me come on here and uh, talk and uh, I hope the best for the podcast. You guys do a great job and uh, thank you really. Hey man, follow up, dude. I want to know, I want to know like, you know, check in with me when the summer comes, take a picture outside, send me some stuff on Instagram. I want to know how you're doing. I want to keep track. Absolutely. I would love to. And uh, next time I'm in San Diego, I love to travel. So I'll, I'll be out in San Diego. Next time I'm in San Diego, we can get together. Hit me up, dude. We'll do a live yeah. in the studio. Absolutely. Be awesome. Why not? Right? Why not? Yeah. We'll Follow up show. That's right. Absolutely. Cool stuff. All right, awesome. Hey, uh, stay warm, my friend. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, ladies much. and gents, 100 hoodie sweaters, blankets is what we're looking for. We, we need to keep our homeless warm. So if you guys got any, hit James up 619-884-0045 or James at csfirst.com. All your insurance needs, remember, try it before you buy it. All you got to do is send us the referrals. We're going to earn that business for you, build an income stream for you. And all you got to do is get a license and we can help you with that. That's at MikeRust.org. Pick your uh, property and casualty license. Use the promo code business.bros. Get 15% off that guy right there. And we can cut you a check. So uh, lastly, resolution 2020, February 13th. It's going to be here in Chula Vista. Make sure you guys go. Uh, we're, we're dropping uh, the, the link in the comments section. $30 tickets. Learn about neuro-linguistic pro- programming. Learn from top producing agents. Learn from Kobe Gibson himself. And we'll see you guys on February 13th. Other than that, have a great weekend. Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, it's a red Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know who you guys are going with. I'm kind of a Patrick. The red team. The red team. I'm, go- I'm going for the Pat Mahomes. I want the, the young guy to take the, take the dub on this one. But uh, either way, it's going to be a fun time. And uh, Super Bowl Sunday, an hour before the Super Bowl starts, we're going to be dropping our Gary V parody video. Oh, what? That's, That's the official how you do it. Okay. That's how you do it. It's going to be the Business Bros commercial spot. Okay. <laughs> 
So wait, I feel like we should do it at halftime then. Uh, I don't know. Halftime people are going to be watching. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. One hour before the Super Bowl. So one hour before the Super Bowl, we're going to be launching the Gary V parody video. So make sure. Oh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a fun one. Dude, I'm totally. I'm, I, it, yep. Can't wait. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> all right. That's all we got for you guys. Peace. Bye-bye. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 